Welcome to another episode of Bank Statements, FHL Bank Topeka's podcast series. I am Jesse Homerding, and today we are speaking to Stephen Townsend and Sarah Harp from our Capital Markets team to get a reaction about the July FOMC meeting. Stephen, Sarah, thanks for joining us today. Do you guys mind telling the listeners a little bit about what you do at FHL Bank? Yeah, good morning, Jesse. I'm the Director of Investments and Balance Sheet Strategy here at FHL Bank. Uh, relatively self-explanatory based on the title. I oversee our investment function while also working on guiding our balance sheet, such as size, composition, interest rate risk, capital, and capital management strategies. Hey, Jesse. Thanks for having us. I'm the Portfolio Manager at FHL Bank. I manage our long-term investment portfolio and oversee our short-term investment positions as well. Thank you both for joining us today. Let's just jump right into the most recent Federal Open Market Committee meeting, or the FOMC, and your reactions to what was discussed. Stephen, will you start off by explaining to our listeners the talking points from this meeting? Well, since the hiking campaign began back in March, the FOMC's focus has been bringing down inflation, and that's really no surprise to anyone right now. So there are a few key takeaways from last week's meeting. Uh, The FOMC delivered a second consecutive 75 basis point or 0.75% rate hike. This brings the total increase in the Fed Funds target rate to 2.25 to 2.5%, up from 0 to 0.25% to start the year. Short-term interest rates are now 225 basis points higher than they were to start the year, which is a massive increase at a pace the market hasn't seen since the early 90s. Pre-meeting, uh, we thought the Fed did a really good job of talking back expectations of a 100 basis point hike, uh, managing the market to kind of what they exactly delivered on. You know, it's interesting for us as market participants when a day or two before the meeting, we were already focusing on the next press conference, what and how uh, would Chairman Powell address in the next round of expectations. You know, one key pillar with this rate hike kind of underpinning the Fed's strategy overall is the strength of the labor market. Unemployment continues to remain very low and job openings continue to outpace job seekers. So from the Fed's perspective, there's some wiggle room there, some dry powder to help justify these higher uh, interest rates. Prices keep going up for many goods, including food and energy. And what one thing that's been interesting is that while the Fed focuses on core inflation as their measurement, Chairman Powell has addressed headline inflation at the past few press conferences, which is a bit of a relief to many. Uh, importantly, inflation expectations have also begun to drop somewhat in the last few data releases. So if the Fed can keep that trajectory going, it would mark a big win for them on the policy front. Interesting. That's what I was kind of wondering is about what it looked like for policies. Everybody has a different opinion about what policies are working and what isn't. So um, can you maybe speak to any surprises or curveballs from the FOMC meeting for this particular meeting? You know, maybe not from the release or the meeting itself, but really the most surprising thing came actually the day after the meeting when the second quarter GDP number was released. This was the first view. Again, there will be three total views of the GDP, um, but it caused a lot of noise. And so it made kind of teasing apart the market reaction a little bit more difficult. Uh, The GDP print came in well below expectations, printing at negative 0.9%. This sparked a lot more conversation we've been having around uh, recessionary concerns the past few weeks which led to rallies in both equities and bonds, with the 10-year rate now back to nearly 260 uh, as we record this morning, contributing to the inversion in the curve that, that we're seeing now. Historically, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP 
growth has signaled an economic recession, but it's important to note that this is a generalization and not a set-in-stone rule. In this last press conference, Chairman Powell stated he does not believe the U.S. economy is in a recession, and he used the strong labor market to back this statement up. I know uh, I've been hearing when I read these articles, people keep going back and forth, like saying, we are definitely in a recession. Why won't they just say it? And then I think what it really comes down to is the fact that the pandemic, again, just put us into this like unprecedented, like we don't really have any history to kind of tell us how that works. So it is kind of interesting when you look at all the commentary about what's going on with the Fed. I think the next thing I want to ask you guys is if there is anything that sticks out to you from this meeting in particular. So to me, one thing from the press conference, uh, unlike the past few meetings, the FOMC is explicitly not providing any forward guidance on what we can expect from them at the September meeting, really putting them in a wait and see position. Uh, this this kind of gets back to a policy they had kind of pre-pandemic, which was sort of saying data informed on their policies. And there's going to be a lot of data released between now and that late September meeting. So, you know, I think this might add to a little bit of market volatility at the front end as folks continue to try and figure out what the Fed's going to do and how much they'll, they'll move in later September and throughout the rest of 2022. But at the 2.25 to 2.5 5% range we're at today, we're at the peak of the last rate hiking cycle. This is as high as we got in 2019 before the Fed started cutting interest rates. And so the market right now is implying a September hike somewhere between 50 and 75 basis points, 0.5 or 0.75%, which could take the target rate up over 3% in just a couple months. This is a level we haven't seen since before March of 2008. And the market in the world is a much different place. So trying to figure out the market reaction and the impacts of that on the consumer is getting more and more difficult as we keep moving forward here. Agreed. And without an August meeting, the market has a lot of time on its hands to speculate on the Fed's next move. The Fed has stated public enemy number one is inflation and that data is going to drive their upcoming decisions. So they're not really giving a lot of guidance between now and the next meeting is the big takeaway. You know, one thing that we'll be watching here over the next week or so, you know, the Fed goes into a blackout period before their meeting and post FOMC meeting. Now we're already even this morning starting to see some governors come out, kind of talk to market expectations. I think they tend to wait and see how the market reacts and they kind of come out and try and provide some soft guidance. But again, no official guidance from the FOMC. But what we've heard so far is we're going to focus on the data and inflation is the most important thing for us to bring down. My final question is what... What have you seen that members are doing with what's going on in the economy right now? Yeah, so in our capital markets area, we don't directly interface with a lot of members. We do talk to some from time to time. Um, but what we do see is the member activity. We see what they're borrowing. We see what kind of products are. And we need to know that information because of, it impacts how we fund and how we hedge our balance sheet to try and keep our cost of advances as low as we can. So when we do kind of look and see what folks have been doing the last month or so, it, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. We've seen various strategies against this kind of market backdrop from 
some institutions staying short at what are pretty attractive front end rates to some terming out funding as they've seen some loan demand and some deposit runoff at their institution. We've even seen a few banks take down some variable rate SOFR index advances to lock in a borrowing cost or a spread uh, that, that takes some of the guesswork out of their funding costs going forward because that advance will move with, with short-term interest rates. So we'd encourage our members to kind of reach out to their regional account managers, um, work with the lending desk or our member solutions area to talk through ideas that can best fit for their institution. Rarely in my experience does a one-size-fit-all strategy exist. Uh, so let's get on the phone. You know, we have a lot of great folks here at FHL Bank who understand our, our members, understand their balance sheets and their business. So let's get on the phone and let's talk through some specifics and come up with what ideas or products could work best for them. Excellent. Yeah. I also wanted to add in here that we if you don't already realize this, we have this great part of our website called Financial Intelligence. It's www.fhlbtopeka backslash intelligence. And there we have a lot of strategies maybe based on what we've seen members doing. We also have a lot of resources. Recently, we came out with our quarterly report, our member trends report. And these are really dialed into what's going on on in our district in Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, and Oklahoma. So again, all of these resources can be found at our website or like Stephen said, give us a call and maybe we can talk through a few strategies with you. But thank you both again for joining me today, Sarah and Stephen. I appreciate your time and we can't wait to have you back to share about the next FOMC meeting. Absolutely. Thanks for having us, Jesse. I appreciate Thanks, it. Jesse. And we'll see you next time on our next episode of the Bank Statements Podcast. The Bank Statements Podcast is brought to you by the Federal Home Loan Bank of Topeka and our members, the community financial institutions in Colorado, Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma. To learn more about our cooperative and get the most out of your membership, reach out to your regional account manager or our friendly lending staff at 800-809-2733.